0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Working Class Bowhunter Podcast starts in 3, 2, 1.
2: Episode number 82 of the Working Class Bow hunter Podcast. We've been doing work, 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 no, work, work, cr- work. All right. Cranking out episodes <laughs> right here in your favorite studio. 1600 Buck Slayer Place, Sherrard, Illinois. The Buckatorium is where it all goes down. Work, 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 nope, work, nope. work, 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 We'd be putting that. So, when
0: Steve does stuff like that, guys, I'll be honest with you. I almost hit the stop record button and said, nope, do it I over. Thought, I, no, thought I thought it was coming. I almost sure. did I it. it.
2: This is not a uh, Mr. Anderson TNA promo. We do it once. We do it live. That's how it goes.
0: Right okay. Uh, there's a wrestling reference. Just so for you the guys week. know, there has yeah. been episodes where I've been like, nope, we're not. You're not putting that in the intro. <laughs> it start happens over. more times do <laughs> you think. It's uh, probably happened six or seven uh, uh, out of eighty-two episodes. Bruh, it's happened probably ten times.
2: There's only been one time that it's been like going so well, and then something happened, and we had to start over.
0: Yeah, it. the most epic intro of all time never actually got recorded. It uh, that's true. That's something, a true something fact. Something happened. I don't know. Remember what the details were, but.
2: Well, I mean, mistakes happen, but if you don't want mistakes to happen while you're getting your deer processed, take it to Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing, right there how in lovely that? Viola, Illinois. I'm fire. telling you what, I, it, dude. It just—I I was off a week, and you know, you guys are wondering, man. How do you? Wh- what was going on? Well, my body was getting used to working, right? So I'm just—I'm cranking it out. My body—you got all it, this weight on your back. I know. Yeah, my body's <laughs> filling out. It's literally, looking literally. good. Dude, I'm I'm starting I to just look at the perfect segue and you didn't take no, it. No, I know, but nothing's gonna look as good as when Mark Wright from Creative Critters Taxidermy wow. and lovely Geneseo, Illinois, gets done man. with your He's hot. like a rapper. Your animal you <laughs> Your you- animals. I I'm telling you what, man, I'm a rapper. I got a, I got all this swag and I can carry swag in Badlands packs. If you go to Badlands packs, Dot com. Wow. Everything you need is there. What did I tell you? I told you I was having an off week because I actually had to do something that week. Right, I'm,
3: right. I'm, a, I'm a little speechless right no, now. Oh, dude,
2: I'm oh, telling man. you. I, I told you I got this. All I had to do was work a hard day and take a swig of bush lattes, and I'm here. A oh, I swig right. of bush All right. lattes. All right.
0: You know we're... The sponsorship uh, and the part like, sponsorship slash partnership section of this episode was a little lacking of detail, but man, what else could you ask for as far as getting to the point, letting people know, and then moving right along? I like it, and here, here I am, bringing it to a hold up, and just uh, you know, that's what we do sometimes.
2: That is, dude. I I don't know. I'm just feeling
0: really good. Hey guys, I got something to tell the people working class com is our yes. website. Guys, you can go there. Or, I mean, if you're already listening, you already know how to listen, but if anyone else said, Hey, where do I listen? Working class com. All the episodes are on the homepage and then you can go to the host tab, see who the hell we are and see if stuff. You, we're if doing. you want to know who we are. Yep. All our social media stuff's linked through there. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I think that's all we have. Um, email working class at com. Um, yeah,
2: man, you're right on it, too. Everybody's right on it, man. Uh, you Hopefully know, this doesn't fall off. No, it, it, it sure <laughs> won't. You know why? Because we've got uh, we've got some wonderful, wonderful human beings that we want to talk about each and every episode that defend our freedom. The vet shout out of the day is my good buddy, Mark Johnson. He's a Navy vet. Um, I love this guy to death. Uh, this dude. Really, you know what, man? When he when he was off duty, he really helped me out um, in a time that I really needed. Um the dude's an all-around great guy, and he moved to Florida. He wanted me to go with, but I had to stay here for this podcast, so you guys are welcome. But, Mark, love you, love Jenny, everybody in your family, man. Uh, you're the best your shout-out your week. Thank you for not only your service in the service, but your service to me as a human being. So that's what vets are all about, and that's why we love you so much. So, um,
0: For sure. If you have yeah, a vet that you want, shout it out. Go ahead and shoot us an email, and uh, we'll, we'll get to him. L- uh,
2: let us know, but um, we're gonna we're gonna get things mosey and right. Well, we gotta get, we gotta let
0: people know what's going on with the news oh, right now yeah. with our show. So yeah, we
2: gotta let you guys know. So right sorry. now we're
0: cranking out the episodes. Um, I know we've been getting emails like, "Whoa, slow down!" Like we gotta catch up. Which you know we're just doing this for a few weeks. Just it's fun. So really, and we get some good guests lined up, and um, so but this week you know it will go back to the one a week every Thursday episode schedule here. Probably within a few weeks. um, but just so you guys know, if you've been listening, thank you so much. And since we've been hammering them out, we're going to try and give back to our listeners. And we're going to be doing some giveaways. Um, maybe the episodes later this week, uh, which would be, since it's a podcasting listen anytime. First week of June 2016. So if you're listening to this down the road, you missed it. But, it, uh, you know, we're going to do some working class bowhunter gear giveaways. And then once we get all our stuff given away, then we're going to crank out our new stuff. Um, next week, we have some gear giveaways. Um, it could be. You know it's a surprise. Just keep tuning back. Don't
3: don't give away.
0: Yeah, it'll be it'll involve our social media. You know the typical like like good and share us on Facebook, and we'll give <laughs> you something. You know something like that. We'll figure it out for sure. But so just keep an eye out for that. Um, it's gonna be you know apparel gear, but some of it's gonna be pretty cool gear that you know you can. It'll use. be well worth it. Yeah, so Steve's gonna attention.
2: try and sign his name on a grain of rice, maybe. Yeah, maybe. There you go. Maybe we'll
0: just get some portrait shots of Steve, and he can sign them, and and uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That would be. Um, I'd really want that. Guys, Melissa Bachman is going to be back on this episode. Yes. That is exciting. We had her on last year about this time. Yep. And
2: uh, and we tried a couple more times to get her on. She's finally free today. And, uh, you know, that's one, that's one busy chick. Uh, so we're like, uh, you know, with uh, all the other people that we've got on, we're super happy that she can give us just an hour or so of her time. And, you know, we're going to go ahead and get her on the phone and, let her go to ba- go about her day, because you know, it's pretty painful talking to us for an hour.
3: We can be. It, ve- it very well can be. Especially the last Sweaty Back yeah, episode. Is,
2: could this be Sweaty Back episode No, we're 2. not, 2. Oh. No, we're not going there.
3: Steve. Nope. You're an we're, idiot. We're
2: throwing the gold. <laughs> <laughs> what it all comes down to. We're throwing to the this. gold bond <laughs> on the back, boys. Idiot. Basically.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Steve's an idiot. Thanks for listening, and we'll get Melissa Bachman on the phone. <laughs>
2: All right, so we finally got her locked down. Um, she is home from from on the road. I got a little vacation at the house. Melissa Bachman, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. I sure appreciate it.
2: Well, good. We uh, we're, we're happy and we're sad that we let you down. That uh, we can't mention the sweaty back part two point oh. We're sorry about that. <laughs> Kurt's a big old. Kurt's See, a big old meanie. You know,
1: <laughs> that's the word on the street, but I don't buy it for one second. We've only been in for 10 seconds, and it's already been brought up. So. <laughs> Oops. You made that a point, didn't you?
3: We had um, people saying,
0: like, is this going to be the sweaty back episode 2.0? And when Steve said that, I'm looking at him I'm like, what are you doing? What are
1: you talking about? But That's awesome. It's,
0: it's an immediate classic. What can we say? Thanks for giving us a second chance. <laughs>
1: You bet. I, I appreciate the opportunity.
2: <laughs> she's thinking she's like, Boy, I hope these guys check clears. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, yeah, you guys haven't seen the bill. Just wait one minute. <laughs> <we're in trouble.
2: laughs> Next year at the Iowa Deer
0: Classic, we're just gonna avoid eye contact and probably just not come up and talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we uh, avoid
1: at all costs,
2: huh? Right, right. We are uh we're we're super happy you can give us uh give us an hour of your time um you know we uh, we know we've been trying to lock down a couple episodes here and there but you've just been so busy and um we saw you at the Iowa Deer Classic and you know that, that there was like you know you have maybe 30 seconds to talk to you cuz everybody was there wanting to meet you and it was all it was the coolest sight to see cuz it was all these these young girls and they wanted to meet their hero um uh, we always we just thought that was like the coolest thing uh to to us yeah
1: I really enjoyed that show. It was one of those shows where it was just fun. There were tons of families, tons of kids out there. And I think the face painting was one of the coolest parts. All these kids were coming up with the coolest painted faces. And I was like, hey, come over here. I got to see this. And there were some really cute ones. Plus, they had the little baby bears. In fact, I took one little boy that I got to know. And him and I went over and held (laughs) them. We had a blast. We got his face painted and then held the baby bears. It was really, really a fun show.
0: Yeah, they do a lot for the kids there, and it was funny that you brought that up, too, because we had a podcast room there where we were doing a few episodes, and um, mm-hmm. we kind of, you know, everyone's busy on Saturday, especially, and we kind of hit a slow spot. We're sitting in there talking. I'm like, man, Steve, you know what we should do? I was like, let's get your face painted, Steve, and then, like, you can just go up <laughs> and talk to Melissa like nothing's different. Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> we we were seriously in line. We had Kurt gave me money, so I'm holding my dollar waiting to get my face painted, we were going to go talk to you, and then we were going to go try and talk to uh, Lee and Tiffany and just say nothing about the face paint.
1: That would have been awesome. I would have loved it. I would have got a picture for sure. And uh, Oh, yeah, wait a minute.
2: <laughs> you know, we, I, we, we were going to do it, but then another kid walked up, you know, behind us, and we were just like, dude, I can't. I can't sit there as a grown man and get my face painted and make some kid just sit there and, and wait, wait, and, and wait. you know, yeah. while he... You know, it's for the kids. We, we couldn't have done that, but looking back, oh, we showed up. You know
1: what? I don't buy that story for one second. I think you got scared. <laughs> no, I, I,
2: I was scared at first because I was like, dude, what are people going to think of me? And I go, uh, I don't think they already think too highly of me, so we'll be we'll be pretty good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The real question is... What type of face paint were you going to do? Were you going to do the Spider-Man look, Batman, some flowers? What what was it going to be?
2: It was going to be probably the butterfly. I wanted them to do the tiger.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The tigers were really cute. I'm not kidding. I've never seen such a good place for face paint for the kids. I mean, they looked amazing. Some of their faces, it was incredible. So, yes, I would love to see the tiger with the glitter on your face as well.
0: That's the thing about it. Like they actually, the kids are having a blast with that. And that's what's cool. You do that stuff at like an outdoor hunting show and you know, the kids get to have a good time and it makes them want to go to that stuff as they're growing up, oh, yeah, for sure. which I mean, oh, that, absolutely. that's perfect. And it's cool to see that like kids that are so young look up to you and that you like, there's a line and you talk and take pictures with every one of them. And it's just, there's nothing better than that.
1: Yeah, I really enjoy it. And, you know, I appreciate all the parents bring, taking the time and bringing those kids out because it is, it's more than just a hunting show. It's just a time for them to have fun and then kind of have that correspond back to hunting. And I think the more of that you can do, the better off everybody will be all the way around. Plus, then the parents got to spend time at the show. It's a great show as well.
2: Right. Yeah, it was Um. It was, It was. was quite an experience. I saw, uh, I saw a Mennonite wearing Skechers, so that was something. Um, but but, yeah, it's, uh, it is a really cool opportunity, like, you know, to, to go up and if, if the kids want to meet you or, you know, whoever, and, and just, yeah, introducing the, 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 the children to hunting, you know, I think getting them into stuff like that's just super duper. I mean, it, 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 it's what we really want, you know? Oh, it really is. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you have that happen a lot, um, outside of like a hunting shows? If you're like at the grocery store or wherever you may be, do you get, like a lot of young hunters or people recognize you when you're out and about, or is it kind of just because it's a Well, it sort
1: of depends, because here's the thing. A lot of times when I'm at home, I might sort of look like a bum from the street, uh, (laughs) wearing sweatpants (laughs) and looking like a big mess, and maybe they'll notice, maybe they won't. Um, It really just depends. Anywhere I'm at, if someone brings something up or comes and says hi, I'll stop whatever I'm doing and talk to them. I, I love that. I mean, that's the fun part for me. In fact, I love it so much that, my goal was to try to figure out a way to get kids involved in my show because I was always like, you know, I want more kids to be a part of it. And a lot of these kids love seeing themselves on TV or prizes. So I actually created a segment called Memory Chase within my show where kids can actually enter for a chance to be on my show. They win a new mission bow. They win a huge prize pack, almost $1,500 worth of stuff, plus 10 kids a year get a t- get to be on my show. I edit their segments or and to me, that's been something really fun. And I've got so many people entering footage. And I actually have kids who went out turkey hunting just for a chance to enter to be on memory case. So, to me, I just love that. It's it's getting kids involved who, you know, maybe wouldn't have done it before. And, and by doing that, you got them out there. And, you know, maybe they won't win a prize every time. But I believe once you get them hooked, that's a huge accomplishment.
3: Oh,
0: for sure. And that's really cool that you, you thought to do that because me growing up i wanted to be a hunter on tv and all this and you know the fact that like they look up to you and they can send that into you and get the opportunity to win gear and to be on your show
1: yeah and it's you know as a kid i would have been going crazy i'd have been begging my little brother to come out and film me whatever and that's what's cool is it has nothing to do with you know the size of animal they're getting or how high a quality of footage they have or camera gear it's just getting them out there and I the main thing I look for is their reaction, you know. You get some of these kids who are just so excited they're just beside themselves. That that's fun.
0: Yeah, definitely. And another thing we want to talk about, I've been seeing pictures on your uh, like your Facebook and on social media, your dog porkchop. Yes. <laughs> you actually My take little him. princess porkchop. <laughs> so you actually take that dog hunting with you.
1: Yes, all over the place. In fact, it started, I got her for Christmas, and I had a hunt coming up in Texas, and I thought, Oh, I've got a little puppy. I want her to always come with me. Perfect timing. So I brought her with. I shot an axis deer and a hog. It was. She just did great in the blind. So I thought, you know, if that's how I teach her and raise her, she'll love it. And I brought her turkey hunting this year in Illinois. I called all the game and fish departments before I go to make sure you can have a little dog in the blind because, mm-hmm. obviously, you don't want to get in trouble out of it. And right. everyone owns, yep, no problem. And I actually trained her by having her listen to turkey footage and turkey calls on my computer. Got her used to it, and she had, she'd had she sleep in the blind. It was nice and warm for her. And then the turkeys would come in. They'd be gobbling. No problem. One time, she got a little mad about the, the sound of them drumming. She didn't know anything about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's actually a really good idea to, like, play the noises and stuff. I guess... A lot of people yep. probably don't even think about doing that if they're going to take their dog with them or do whatever, but that's actually, how did you think of that? Did it just, was it come natural or?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I edit all the time. So if I'm sitting there, I like to have her on my lap and I started playing noises and she didn't mind it. And I'd play gunshots and turkey gobbles and, you know, calling all the different things and just have, make sure she knows she's protected and, and give her treats when she's hearing it. And it just very quickly, it was no big deal at all. She didn't mind it, and she'd just sit right there, and it it was great. And, you know, it really does make it fun because, let's face it, it can get a little boring sitting in a blind. (laughs) So by having her along, it makes it fun. And plus, it's another thing. At these shows and stuff, kids love seeing a little puppy in the pictures, and it might just get more kids involved by saying, hey, maybe we could bring our little dog out, you know.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, speaking of which, my cat's jumping all over our studio table right now, but <laughs> I don't think I can bring my cat with me turkey, honey. I don't know how that would go
1: over. Uh, I don't know if cats are quite as susceptible to the good training, but you can sure give it a try.
0: <laughs> my cat would be up a tree so fast that <laughs> it would be like, you have oh, to chase her down. Well, that's
3: over with.
2: <laughs> I, can't, uh, I can't take uh, Tony the meatball with me. That's my turtle. Uh,
1: (laughs) Meatball your turtle, huh? Yeah.
2: He watches TV, no joke. I got him uh, on video watching Law & Order SVU. Oh, man. (laughs) Since we're sharing cool pet stories, guys, you guys taking your pets hunting, (laughs) I'm playing Xbox, and my turtle's watching.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, what I was really hoping, so I've got it down. I don't quite have her ready for spot and stock hunting. I left her home in Nebraska this year because we're doing all spot and stock for the turkeys, and I just... I wasn't quite sure what she'd do on the ground-eye <laughs> level with the turkey, Right. But what I'd like to get her is, even going into tree stands, I thought about a way to put almost like a screw-in step with a little platform and make her her own little bed area up in the tree. Put a little safety harness on her. I thought it'd be perfect.
3: Oh, man. Put put on, I don't the, know. <laughs> you would be the first one that,
1: to
2: ever do that. To put her in the little bucket and pull her up.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Wouldn't it be awesome? <laughs> it would that
0: be would be awesome. hilarious. You got to, like, get some... Whatever uh, company that you deal with that makes the harnesses, make a little mini dog harness. They could do it easy, just oh, like, yeah. a, like for oh, a yeah. leash.
1: Well, that's what I told them. I met with Hunter Safety Systems at ATA, and I said, Listen, <laughs> you guys got to make me a sweet little dog harness. We could name it the pork chop edition. I said, If if I start doing it and she does great, people all over will want to take their dogs. They're like, Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: that'd be, there'd be people up there with like a 120 pound German Shepherd. <laughs> yeah, great Danes <laughs> hanging out up there. They need a. <laughs> It's actually, a. I mean, it's a great idea for a little dog like that. I mean, why not zip them up in your backpack, crawl up, and like, here you go, little buddy. Yep. Buckle in. Yep. Take a little nap. Well, they of- have
1: all those those things for women to wear where they put their little infants in their front pouch like of a sweatshirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. so that, well, maybe I'll get one of them. Pork chop pops out. You get up to the tree. As long as I have treats, she's pretty much game for anything.
3: That is funny. That's amazing. I don't
1: see why
0: you couldn't do it if you worked with, I mean, that dog's small enough, and it sounds like you you know how to train her, oh, yeah, so and why
1: not? Well, and she's used to being on planes, you know, I mean, I just went to Alaska, and her and I were on a flight for, it was almost nine hours of flying time. And the stewardess, they make her stay in her little cage under the seat, and she had no problem with it. It was just fine and did great, so.
0: That's that's cool. I don't
1: see why a tree stand would be that much different other than we need to make sure she's got a great harness and get that lifeline locked in and <laughs> yeah. set the whole. way. <laughs>
0: that's so funny. Well, I mean, I'm sure you could do it. I mean, I Go want for pictures it. if that really yeah. happens. Yeah, and you
2: know, you really... could do, like, you know, you can get like one of those little uh Oh, you can get all the accessories so like you could screw in and it like a screw it's in like a dog bowl. Yeah, like a screw-in dog bowl. Yeah, and just hangs out there so she can get some water and stuff. <laughs>
1: That would
2: be awesome! Oh my god! So this, you guys
1: will be the first to know when I get a successful hunt under my belt with her in the tree with me. I'll be sure to let you guys know first.
2: Oh yeah! Yeah, Here's what I'm guessing: (laughs) first time pork chops in a tree, you drop a 200 inch white tailed deer. Just you know know what
1: that happens. Life is good. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) that would be cool.
0: Um. So what what hunts do you have coming up for this fall? That um. And what hunt are you looking forward to the most?
1: Well, I've got a wide variety coming up this fall. Um, I'll start in August and go all the way through pretty much to Christmas again. But I'd say the one I'm looking forward to probably the most is I am taking my grandma on a Colorado mule deer hunt. Um, it's a place I went last year with a bow, killed a huge velvet muley. I'm going to go early season again with a bow, but they had so many big bucks there that I said, uh, how hard is it to get a rifle ticket?" And they said, well, we can put it in for landowner voucher and stuff, and I said, well, I think this would be a perfect hunt to take my grandma on. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. She was a big hunter when she was younger, and she actually did a lot of mule deer hunting. I said, this would be perfect. So I'm going to bring her with me out to Colorado. And I I mean, no joke, she could easily get a 180, 190, maybe even a 200-inch muley out there. This place has them, and that would be so fun to see. Yeah, <laughs> well,
2: that, that would uh, be awesome. What kind of rifle are you going to give her?
1: Well, I'm going to give her, I kind of went back and forth. She's like, well, I need to have something pretty light. I decided I'm going to give her a 270. Okay. So I got her a nice Winchester Model 70 and a 270. It doesn't have much recoil. It's a light enough gun. You know, I, I think it'll be a really good setup for her. We're going to shoot a bunch this summer and have her all ready to go and hopefully grab begs bag the big old Muley.
0: Yeah, that there would be go. really neat. That would that- be awesome. That my buddy just went to Utah and killed a 210-inch muley. Um, oh, I think wow. he, he put in for that tag for the strip in, in Utah for, uh, I want to say, uh-huh. 23 years. He was maxed out on, on preference points.
1: Wow, that's but, awesome.
0: So, yeah, mule deer is definitely something, you know, being from Illinois and Iowa, the Midwest. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, anything Western, like mule deer, elk, you know, anything like that, even pronghorn. It's it's something mm-hmm. that when you grow up in the Midwest, you always dream about doing. So hopefully yep. I get the chance to go out there one day. So
1: Yeah, and especially with the bow, it's fun out there because, you know, it's primarily spot and stock. You're going out there. You're really just right. I mean, literally every move you make is going to determine whether or not it works out. and It makes it really fun.
3: Well, yeah. yeah, and not to mention the terrain is so much different out there, too, than that we're used to here in the Midwest.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> you oh, can yeah. see a little bit further. Oh, yeah. Right, it's
3: very rare when you can be like, "Oh, there's a whitetail bedded.
0: I'm gonna sneak up on them and make a stalk." It's like one, that's really difficult to do on a whitetail, and two, it just right. It's, it's it doesn't, doesn't really work.
1: happen where we're from. Right. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. right. right, especially
2: when you're as heavy as me, you don't walk, you don't sneak up on <laughs> anything. <laughs>
0: Steve's all snagged up in cockaburs and all and everything, just sweaty, <laughs> out of breath. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry,
0: Steve. I mean.
1: No,
2: no, it's, it's all true. Like, no, know your limits. You know <laughs> what I mean?
1: <laughs> hey, I don't care which one of us. We're all stocking big whitetails early season. Yeah, I think we're all going to be a little hung oh, up yeah. in cossifers oh, and a little sweaty. <laughs> that's
0: right. I mean, getting in the stand in the Midwest the first week of season is normally sweaty, uncomfortable, oh, and full of bugs. bugs. It's yeah. the
2: worst.
1: Yeah. I just got back from an Alaska hunt, and I think that was the best part about the whole trip is we had the most beautiful weather I've ever seen. I brought my dad up on a bear hunt in Alaska, and it was just, I've never seen Alaskan weather quite like it, and we had no bugs. I mean, that does not happen very often. It was 70 degrees, sunny, no rain, and no bugs. I mean, just awesome. Yeah, that's
3: That's perfect. That's rare. Well, yeah, I mean, you know,
2: it's it's all good, but you you ask the people up in Alaska, and they're like, "Eh, just wait about three months. (laughs) It gets way worse. (laughs) I, yeah that is true i uh, i absolutely hate bugs it like it just there's something about when it's hot do we, do we lose you nope nope i'm still here oh. all right we're getting some funny noises on the
0: but uh what, what do your parents think about your your career and your show and all that i mean th- they gotta obviously think that's really cool but kind of what's their reaction to it
1: What was that? Uh, you're cutting out. Sorry.
0: There um, we go. Oh, it's yeah, getting good. Here it is. Here it is. Middle of nowhere, Illinois. Um, what do your parents think <laughs> of your hunting show?
1: Well, they really like it. Um, I love having them along with me, but they're always kind of worried. You know, going to places like Alaska, they're always like, oh, especially when I go on bow hunts up there and they know I don't have anybody really backing me up and I'm all on my own. They get pretty nervous. They're like, you know... When there was just no way to get in touch with you? I said, no, I'll be fine. I'll call you in two weeks. I'm sure it'll be good. Uh Oh, you got to get in touch with us somehow.
3: (laughs) Oh, I can imagine. I mean, you got to worry. As a parent, you think that's how it would be. Well, you think
0: grizzly bears or brown bear or moose or whatever. Everything's dangerous up there.
1: Yeah, and, you know, and just the elements. I mean, really, if you get away from camp, And you're out there, and it gets cold. I mean, the tides, you've got 18 feet of water being pushed in and out. You put your boat in the wrong place, you're going to be sitting there overnight, and you could really have a major issue on your hands if you're not careful. So not only are the animals, but the weather, the elements, everything can be pretty tough if you're not careful out there for sure. And,
2: And the worst thing, no Wi-Fi. That is the absolute worst Uh, thing about that. (laughs) (laughs) You know,
1: sometimes that can be a bonus, and sometimes it can – it changes the way you do things. you got to plan ahead and say, okay, um, I'm not going to talk to anyone for two weeks, so uh, here's the plan. Someone come pick me up this day at this time, and – We'll be in touch.
0: <laughs> right, right. Hopefully, you're there when they yeah. they come. To
2: yeah, pick but, you but 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 how do you best. Instagram all of that? Like, you know, you, if, if you're enjoying it's something, everyone else is going dark. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone else is supposed to enjoy what you're enjoying at the same time, right? I thought that's how that works.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that,
0: that's the beauty of the outdoors. Yeah. is they don't need to know right yeah. away. Right.
1: No, no, I'm a firm believer, and some things can be delayed a little bit. That's just the way it is.
2: Yeah, (laughs) that that is one of the uh, really. Like, I I, I kid, but that's like one of the most appealing things about, um, you know, a lot of these guys that go up to bear camp up in, especially like Canada, they get up there, and like, yeah, you don't have phone service. You're just. Like, that's it. You're just with your buddies, and it's, like, something really old school about it, you know. It's the great
0: disconnect. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the great
2: disconnect, which is, like, weird, because that's how people lived, like, 35 years ago almost, you know. That's, like... (laughs) Yeah. But, I I don't know. There's something kind of appealing about that. And, plus, you know, bill collectors won't be calling you for at least a week. Oh, it's great. Glorious.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it is nice, too, just because then you start to really interact with everyone you're with you know like on my hunt for example i brought my dad along i mean you don't nobody's on the phone nobody's doing anything different you're just out there enjoying stuff and and talking and and nobody's worried about checking emails or what could be happening with work or shows or anything you're just just enjoying the scenery and taking it all in and and that is really nice sometimes it's hard maybe at the beginning the first day or two but after a little bit, I think sometimes it's harder <laughs> to go back where you're constantly connected again.
0: Oh, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, sure. And plus, it just it has to just feel like mentally clean when you're out there.
1: Yeah. And especially when it's the weather we had. I mean, it's a whole different thing on your mind when it's pouring every day and you're soaking wet and you're in a tent. I mean, I've done that so many times. And this time, it's like all those times. that I, I mean, I was up there one time for two weeks straight. And it never quit raining, and we were in a tent the entire time. So um, I was pretty happy this time around. I said, Dad, I think I uh, cashed in all the chips of all the bad weather for the years, so you could have all the good weather on this trip. I said, This is not normal.
3: <laughs> That's definitely roughing it right there. Two weeks of rain in a tent. Oh yeah. Ugh. I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? You you're just locked down to
0: that tent, and you're just going to wait it out. Really, is guess is right. your only option? I guess. You well, could...
1: and we went out. We went out hunting every day, but our stuff was wet from the moment we got there to when we left. I mean, you sleep in your clothes at night is wet. You know, it's just, it's it takes a little mental toughness to get through something like that. But when you're in Alaska and you've got big bears and beautiful beautiful scenery around you that does help everything too
0: right it's kind of just part of the package and the experience and i mean you'll probably look back on that forever and go i remember that time where it rained nonstop and i was miserable and (laughs) it it absolutely sucked but man was it awesome
3: (laughs) but it it was definitely worth it
1: um yep and then you realize how fun it is when it is sunshine the whole time
0: yeah right yeah right well that's the thing with the outdoors you never know what you're gonna get
1: it's like nope. A, you just gotta pack accordingly and hope for the best.
0: It's like all a right. box of chocolates, Kirk. All right, come on, Steve. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I knew you we were going. There. Yeah, all right, all um, right. Well, you should have stopped me. You should have <laughs> muted me. <laughs> so uh, this is. I hope I can ask this question the right way without making it sound like it's coming off bad. Um, do you feel like,
1: okay? Let's go for it. <laughs> okay. All right. As long she as you're scared. on. Bo-
0: as long as you're on board. Okay. Do you feel like the outlook on women hunters is changing over the last? Because I mean. It seems like all the i don't I don't want to use the word mainstream, but well known women hunters kind of get more hate than the guys do um mm-hmm. do you think that's changing? I feel like my outlook on it as a as a male that's you know in the hunting world, I think it's getting better as time goes on like people are kind of starting to i don't know do you kind of get what I'm saying it a little bit yeah more. I don't really know how to word that.
1: Yeah, well, here's how I look at it is there are more women hunters, you know, getting involved. I think that's awesome. Now, I think that you're starting to see it in shows and stuff. I think that's great, too, because with more people, the women hunters want to look to other women for, you know, tips and advice. And a lot of times they want to look to people who who have done it and have been successful and have someone kind of to look up to. But you're right. They have gotten a lot of criticism, especially from a lot of the anti-hunting community. And for whatever reason, they go for women. And what I think the reason is, I think they see women as a huge threat. I almost look at it as a big positive for us because they're realizing women are getting more people involved. Women are getting the entire family out hunting. Um, Yeah, it might have been before that just guys would go do it and, okay, fine. Well, now the women are involved. That means the kids are involved. That means we're getting, instead of one person, maybe four people in a family and i think they see it as a huge threat so i think originally they decided okay we'll just go after the weak women because you know we put a little pressure on them they'll just quit and go back home well they definitely misunderstood what these women are like (laughs)
0: definitely you know but but i
1: think that is really a, a valid reason as to why some of this is happening um and then i think i look at it as a good thing fine go ahead try to criticize me um you know there's a lot of women out there who are doing it just for the fact that they want their kids and family to have the best food possible. Um there you go. I mean, that's right. a huge push too for organic food and what better way to do it than go take it yourself.
2: Exactly. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, there's um there's a, a a girl that we know she was on our uh, episode. She's local. Her name's uh, Logan Partlow. She looks up to you. And what's really cool is you inspired her so much and she's 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 no BS um you know, she's she's serious about it and, you know, sees other women, you know, such as yourself just being serious about it. And you know, the, the way that the way that I kinda kinda look at it is is yeah. a, little a, little a little bit a little of wind noise, a little bit of wind noise. <laughs> you still with us? Yes, I'm still oh, here. Cool. Um yeah, the way I the way I kinda look at it is, you know, we should we should be looking at it. I, you know, I I understand there is that that difference, but we should all look at it. It's like it doesn't matter if you're a uh, you know boy, girl, children, adult. You know, we should all just be hunters. Uh, you know, that's that's just me. Like I, I want to push that that you know I'm not going to look at somebody just because oh you know they're they're different than me, but you know we have the same hobbies and interests. You know, it's like I want. It's a big family. Yeah, it's a big family. I want us to get to that point where, as a family, we all just enjoy the same thing, you know, and we don't have to mm-hmm. have to put labels on, you know, oh, just because you're this, here's the level you're going to be at, you know? It just all needs to be, you're good at this, this is why you're at an ex- accelerated level. That's just kind of where I where mm-hmm. I want to be, but, I, you know, unfortunately, there are, the, are those bump, bumps in the roads, but... You know, oh, I've, absolutely,
1: uh, and I think sometimes we're our own worst enemies, because, no joke, where I get a good portion of my criticism is from fellow hunters, you know, oh, and that just sucks. breaks my heart to see sometimes, because you don't want to do that, I can take it, I've got thick skin, go ahead, but some women are going to be afraid, wow, if I post a picture, what if other male hunters say, wow, you shouldn't have shot that buck, it was too young, or "Or you shouldn't have shot that bear, whatever it is, who cares? it's it's done be happy for people you know there's so much judgment and a lot of that comes from jealousy really and i just hate seeing that within our own hunting community because what i always want to show is that it's a great community to be a part of and we're there for each other you know i don't want women to be afraid in any way shape or form to go into a gun shop or a bow shop and say hey i'm new to this can you guys help me you know the more welcoming of a community we can be i think the better off we'll all be
0: Right, I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, that was stated it perfectly. Was, it was perfect yeah, you routine. would
2: uh, you would love this local uh, local bait shop um, around here. They sell guns too. It's these um, it's this, this uh, old lady. She's been running it now. Her daughter takes over. It's in Carbon Cliff, and they've been running the show around here for like I don't know, past forty years. Didn't care that they were women. They get in there and like you want to start talking guns, dude. That's you awesome. will get Yeah, you will get schooled and like the amount of the amount <laughs> yeah. of lures that they and and it's just it it's one of those things that like you know you go in there i'm not even like oh you know it's uh, it's a uh, two women to run the shop it's like oh here's a shop and they're knowledgeable like you know to me it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't matter right. what you do but uh it's it's one of them cool things Seattle yeah, it'll, it'll set you back if you're not ready for it i guess <laughs>
1: yeah and that's nice to see and the other thing is too is you know, I think there's a, a wide variety on TV, and sometimes I'll hear, you know, even other women saying, well, I don't really care for her. She doesn't seem like she's that hard of a hunter. Well, you know what? I believe we need to show that there's a variety of different hunters out there. Some are going to be super hardcore and out there. Some, they don't want to be like that. And there's people who are viewing and watching who may never want to be on a hunt where they're up in a tent for two weeks, you know? Right. But what's nice about it is I think that our important thing is showing that, You can be whatever level you want to be. Here's people that do all different ways. Find someone you like and you know learn from them. I think that's one of the most important things.
0: Right, and I think too, like um, how you how you stated that you know women seeing women hunters kill animals to the non or the anti hunters, it's a threat because the whole family gets involved, which is. I think is awesome, you know, whatever. Bring the hate. It's attention to it. is going to make us it stronger. But, uh, it's
2: about to make yep. a payday, I think, son. too,
0: and this is for guys and girls, I think anti-hunters don't understand when people are smiling in trophy photos, which, you know, they just don't get what goes into it. So I think when they see a pretty face smiling, male or female, that really, it it uh, it kind of infuriate, infuriates them because they don't really know how to react to it.
1: Well, if you think about the way, let's just look at the marketing strategy of PETA has been for the last 10 years, for example. They have used women like Pamela Anderson. They've tried to find beautiful celebrity women to show that hunting is bad. And all hunters are these men who are about an inch from dragging their knuckles on the ground, just killing everything they can find, right? Right. Well, now they're running into, oh, my goodness, that model won't work anymore. We have all these women and families out getting involved, showing that they're using the food, it's organic, all this, and now they don't know what to do. And I think it's just kind of a knee-jerk reaction to them not knowing what to do, and it shows me that as hunters, we're making some serious progress. We've got them back on their heels, and they're not exactly sure what to do with it. Wow,
0: I've never looked at it that way. And the thing is, it's like, you know, Melissa Bachman, Eva Shockey, Tiffany Likoski, three very beautiful women that are very popular in the hunting world that are very good at hunting. Like that's a big slap in the face for PETA. You know, that's a, that's a big deal. And I've never looked at it that way in that aspect, how they used, like how like you said, Pamela Anderson and all that. And, mm-hmm. you know, they do the, the nude photo shoots for PETA. I'm not wearing fur and all that stuff. Right. But, and it's, yeah, I've never even thought of it that way at all.
1: Yeah. And it's huge. And I think they have a, a, a big, step to take in the organic food push, because whether people like hunting or not, oh, how do people want to make sure that their families have the best food possible? And they're finding out that, you know what, there might be some good in teaching our kids that chicken nuggets weren't just made in a, put in a (laughs) cardboard container. I mean, they came from something and understanding. I mean, we're probably about one generation from a lot of kids not knowing that chicken breasts don't just come in a cellophane wrapper. That they were actually a real live chicken. You know, right, um, yeah. I've gotten letters from third, fourth grade classes saying, "Oh, I'm a terrible hunter. This and that." Well, wait, wait a minute. You're not all vegans as third and fourth graders, okay? Yeah, exactly. Um, right.
3: right. Huh.
1: <laughs> you know, I. That's where it really comes down to just you know a lack of education. Really, is where it comes. Oh, yeah. To. yeah, and
2: and it's really easy to hate hunting when you have never experienced it. If you're living in the 15th floor of an apartment, it's somewhere in New York or Chicago or, or Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> it's really easy to be like, Oh man, I hate hunting because <laughs> it's not, it's not a way of life to you. So therefore, because it doesn't affect you, it's really easy to hate it. And, you know that's just kind of the way it is. That's how PETA has a market on there. You know, PETA doesn't thrive down here in Sherard. Like I promise that. Right. Like there's too <laughs> many there's too many three oh eight rounds laying around here for PETA to be like, you guys. You know what happens when you kill a deer? Yeah, it tastes delicious, son. That's what it is. But you know, at the same time, PETA's getting mad at us for for killing whitetail deer. But um, you know, Joe Rogan uh, made this quote that he said it a while ago, and it's came back around as. Um, You know, poor people are fat today. Think about that. So, you know, if you're not working hard to go get your meal and you can just buy chicken nuggets, that's not like food. That's food-like products. So PETA seems like they're more for stuff that we can create in the lab to eat rather than trying to eat what's really best for us. Therefore, what we are meant to eat. Yeah, therefore, exactly. I'm going to go ahead and say that PETA... Is the worst thing that uh, ever happened to planet Earth. Wow. I'll throw it out there. I don't care. I come after me, PETA. <laughs> I, I really don't care. I've already got an ugly enough face. There's nothing they're going to say about me that's going to bring me down. <laughs> I promise that. Well, and you
1: have to remember, too, that's an extremist side. You know, a lot of people, yeah. as a rule, are just fine with it. And you always hear the people that are complaining and and making the most noise. Now it's social media or whatever it is. Before, they just didn't have necessarily a platform to even say anything. And there was a lot of advantages to that as well. So I think that's something to remember, too, that just because it seems overwhelming at times doesn't mean it truly is. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's, it's the fringe that is doing all that. It's not the general public either.
0: For sure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um. So th- we'll move on from – well, we didn't really get too negative. That was an important conversation, I think, and something that we it needs, oh, to absolutely. Be dis- needs to be discussed for sure. Um,
1: and I think the moral of the whole thing is that hunters need to remember we need to support each other, you know. Whether yeah, you agree absolutely. with how someone else does it, if it was legal and ethical, boy, you should not be sitting there saying uh, and bad-mouthing fellow hunters. I mean, we we have enough other people coming after us at this point in time. We really need to stick together. And as hunters, when you see other hunters ripping someone else down, I try to stand up and say, hey, 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 you know, why don't we all just uh, think this through for a minute here?
0: Right, right. That's very true. I have another question, and same thing. Hope it doesn't come off the wrong way. Um, I think, was it the last episode, the last two episodes I said, I'd like to see the term, like, huntress go away and just all be hunters as a family. What's kind of your outlook Uh on that, on, like, the term, like, huntress? Do you kind of get, you... see,
1: I guess I'm not someone who really cares to be honest. I don't care. <laughs> if, some, if some women want to be called a huntress and some want to be called a hunter, I don't care. Good for you. If you want to wear pink. You want to not wear pink. Excellent. Right. You know, that's why we all get choices. And I really am a firm believer on that. And it, it doesn't offend me. I mean, there's so many more things to be offended by than if someone's going to call you a hunter versus a huntress. think right. in the grand scheme of things, that's uh, not a big concern for me. Right. But I, uh, you know, again, it's, it's those little things, though, that I see divide the hunting community yeah. sometimes, where some women will get very offended or mad about it. I mean, jeez, people just are trying to be nice. You don't have to, you know, they're not saying something derogatory. They're trying to be nice about it. Right. Do I think it's necessary? Yeah, probably not. But, I mean, if that's what they like.
0: Man, you are the perfect... <laughs> spokeswoman for the outdoor industry you, are. you really are i don't yes. i everything you said i don't know if i could i couldn't even sit down and think about it for days and word it better than that nope. and you're just doing this on the fly there's no script to our show no. as everyone knows <laughs> no, you, you, you no, if
1: there was, i might have missed that part <laughs> you <laughs> know how you know there's
2: no script to the show because of what i'm going to say next i just thought of something funny next uh, time next time i shoot a buck i'm going to be like well before i shot it self-identified as a doe here's a doe tag Psych! I'm not going to do, do that. that. That's totally <laughs> illegal. I <Jeez>, Can't do <laughs> that, no, like, on, Steve. You know, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, it's like, hey, if we're, if we're going to stop putting labels on it, let's just get a general deer tag, guys. Doesn't matter.
0: Melissa, have you kind of picked up on that Steve's kind of the loose cannon on our show and we always have to be worried about what he says?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure. But uh, at least you got to have someone that's funny around there, right? Ah,
2: she <laughs> right. said I'm funny, huh? She's so nice. There you yeah, go. God, You're you were the, you were the nicest person on the planet, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another question that I'm always curious about with people that have their own hunting shows and are popular and that are on, like, a major network, when you're out and about in public and maybe someone doesn't know who you are and you fall into conversation and, you know, that question, oh, what? so what do you do? Oh, I have a hunting show. What's most people's reaction that don't hunt that find out you have a hunting show?
1: Well, it sort of depends where I'm at. Um, I've had all sorts of reactions to that. Um, I've had some people uh, get very upset. It primarily only comes up on planes when you're sitting right next to someone (laughs) and I can't quite get my headphones on quick enough. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Or they see the background of my iPad or my computer and they see a hunting picture. That usually is what will drum up the conversation, either very positive or very negative. Uh And I've had some that, you know, did not like it at all. And I'll make my case as to why I do what I do. And if they don't care for it, I say no. You know, that's why we all get opinions. I don't mind. I never asked you what you did, and, you know, hopefully we can move along. If not, I'm sure you can be receded. you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> simple yeah. as that. That's awesome. Right. Yeah,
2: I think that was the best way whenever someone gets offended that, like, you're hunting. They're like, oh, why do you do that? You just show them that you have a driver's license and you're an American citizen, and it's none of their business what you do with your freedoms. <laughs> I just, that's kind of how I, I, I get it. Stern but fair. <laughs> I'm like, you know, don't you know worry. And,
1: I, and I've... I've learned to, you know, I'll respect their opinion and I'll listen to what they say because I think as hunters, we can all learn by listening to some of the reasons why people don't like to hunt, for example, or yeah. or have the perception that they don't care for it. So I think there's always something to be even learned from that as to, okay, what's the deal here? What, what ways can we improve our image as a whole to get more people who, who may not know the difference on our side you know so i yeah. look at it as almost a positive that way is to sure i'll listen to it and if after we discuss it you still have your feelings great no problem but i'm not gonna put po- you know i'm not gonna come in your life and try to push hunting on you and right. i expect you not to push your views on me the same so
0: i vote you the president <laughs> of our hunting industry right now solid answer <laughs> yep
2: <laughs> solid so solid
0: and i so while we're kind of on this and you just know you're uh, just, I'm very impressed. What, what's your opinion on when people kind of argue this, this is like a weird argument within our uh, fellow hunters is the bloody, the bloody trophy pitcher. Um, mm-hmm. what do you kind of think there's the argument? People say, well, it's part of it. And that's, a, that's what it is. And kind of where most people say is like, yeah, but to the people who don't hunt, it looks really gory. And you know, you want to respect the, respect the animal, respect the animal. <laughs> like kind of what's your take on that? Like, People, when they post bloody pictures of the animal on social media, um, kind of what's your opinion on that whole situation?
1: Well, here's the thing. I grew up in a small town of Minnesota. Um, We took pictures as the animal was in the field. Um, I remember as a kid trying to clean it up and make it look real nice so I could turn them into our outdoor news, Mm -hmm. Um, and I just wanted really nice pictures. Um, But before that, like – I didn't really know that people would be offended by seeing blood on an animal, right? right? But now we're all pretty well aware of it, and people get pretty upset about it. I personally always make sure all the blood is wiped up, and I try to take as nice of a picture as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. But I'm a little bit different. I'm in more of the public eye, so I feel that's part of my duty. I try to get other people to do the same, but on that same token, I would never condemn someone or say they're an awful person or a hunter because... They chose to post a photo with blood on it. Um, I think it's better to be on the side of a little more delicate of the situation. Let's not make any enemies we don't need to. Right. Um, but it is true. I mean, the blood is part of it. Um, I look at it more for kids. You know, I don't want kids to be afraid or to be scared that it's a bloody, you know, mess. I'm not someone who's for telling kids they have to eat a bite of the heart, for example. Um, no joke. I think if someone would have told me I had to do that. And as a kid, everything's a big deal because that's all you think about. I mean, I'd have even wanted to go hunting because I'd have been afraid of actually having to do that and be embarrassed and Mm -hmm. not wanting to. Um, So I think sometimes we got to look at it from our own community. Maybe maybe we do or don't offend someone on the other side, but what about our own people? What if it scares away some little girl from hunting because she saw a super bloody picture and was afraid that, you know, it, it wouldn't... She wouldn't want to do something like that. Right. So that's kind of how I look at it as recruitment from within of our own community. What's the best way to do that?
2: Do you uh, do you get do you guys hear that? I keep hearing What's votes. That? I keep hearing votes stuffed in that box for you to be president <laughs> of the of the hunting world. <laughs> That just, yeah, you know, it's It's one of those things you don't think about. uh, I can't even
0: really respond to anything you just said because I just agree with everything that came out of your mouth. I'm just like, yeah, 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 okay, move on.
1: You uh, guys are just being nice. No, we're really. (laughs) Yeah,
3: Yeah, there's
2: going to be a Bachman 2016. Steve, I forgot what year it is. (laughs)
3: Whatever. Literally had the best views on every. Point well, because I was
2: thinking, I was like, "All right, when does uh, you know, when does the next cycle for the president of the hunting world <laughs> come up? And and are we gonna have term limits? And then we going to have a Congress? And um, yeah, no, we'll at, just skip all that. Uh, it's just, uh, man, I, yeah, we're we're all just kind of speechless. Like that's exactly the answer." I think everybody wanted to hear. I mean, you know, you you have you to can't have, argue
0: with that. That's the thing. Yeah,
2: you you absolutely have to have a certain amount of respect for what you love, and you know, if you want to try to get others to love it too, so that it'll be around. You know, there's certain steps that you got to take, and they're not that difficult. Well,
0: you know what I'm picturing when when you said that, Melissa? I'm picturing that like if I had a daughter that I wanted to grow up mm-hmm. to to love hunting, that's exactly what I would probably think about. Like, okay. One, you're not gonna say, you've "Gotta take a bite out of the heart." I'm gonna rub blood all over your face because it, you know, whatever. You know, I, you know, they do that sometimes, but it's, yeah, you know, it's. If I the whole time you're saying that, I pictured if I had a little girl, how I would try and ease her in yeah. to wanting to, you know, because <laughs> you don't want to pressure when you have kids or any kid in general. No, no. And just let them slowly taper into it and find interest on their own, and that's really what's gonna drive them to that's be the, passionate about that's it. The most important thing, right there, but
1: and not scare tactics, you know, because to us, it's funny, ha ha, you know, but to a kid, this could be super traumatic. I mean, I really don't think I would have even thought about hunting if I thought someone was going to try to shove a a freshly pulled heart out of a deer in my face and then rub blood all over me. I mean, some kids might be fine with it, but I always worry, what about the percentage that maybe wouldn't, you know, do we really want to scare one of them away for for nothing? Um, No, you know, And, and even with the bloody pictures, I would never, I still would not You know, chastise someone for for not cleaning it up. But I think as hunters, we all have a responsibility to try to get more people involved. And if that's some little thing we can do to maybe get a few more involved, well, why not do it?
2: Yeah, and you know what the greatest thing about getting your uh, kid involved? There's no participation trophies. It's either you win or you don't. The participation trophy is the experience. And you know you get first place or nothing else. And to me, well, I think that, I think that really teaches kids that you know it's not the first place thing though. Well, it's just the it's it's the learning experience.
1: Yeah, it's the, um, it's the discipline outdoors. experience. Yeah. It's mm-hmm.
0: it's a whole. It adds up to be a whole package of a, just a solid life and just experience for basically growing up. I think well, I'd be completely well, different.
2: <laughs> I mean, here. Well, let me ask you Go this, ahead. Kurt. Uh, and you know, for all you out there, what do you remember more? The first Little League game you won or the first buck you shot? That or the first hunt you went on. Or the first hunt you went on, too. Which one do
0: you remember more vividly? You know what I remember the most is my dad trying to teach me to be patient when I'm young and I wanted to get down an hour after being in the woods. It was like, well, <laughs> you, you know, you're not going to ever mm-hmm. see any deer. You're never going to kill one and have that. Because I used to watch hunting shows growing up. You're never going to have that feeling you see on TV if you can't sit longer than an hour. you got to sit here for at least 4 hours and then just slowly you kind of learn to like okay I got to sit here I got and then it just now I can sit all day and it's just I had to ease into it you can't do that your
2: first year
3: you, in you learn to yeah. appreciate it
2: well that's a lot better in my experience it was a little league and it was the last game ever and me and my dad are sitting in the truck and he goes Man, I just wish you would have hit a home run once.
1: <laughs> oh, on. oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: no. That didn't really happen. Oh, yes, it oh, no. did.
2: Yeah, he goes, yeah, I just always wish you would have hit one. <laughs> yeah, me too, dude. I'm, uh, I'm struggling with girlfriends here, son. I wish I would have. <laughs> 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 but, you know, oh, no. taking take your kid hunting, you're going to have better memories. Um, you know, baseball baseball's just kind of, you know, not, not, not knocking baseball, but, it's yeah. hard to bond as deep
0: over baseball as you can over being in the outdoors, spending real, yeah, exactly. real time together. You know. Um, moving on from this, Melissa, let's talk a little bit about HHA. Mm-hmm. Um, about what sites you use, and um, I'm assuming it's sing- hashtag Single pin Nation. Um, yep. <laughs> so what what draws you to HHA? What do you like so much about those sites?
1: Well, I'd say probably about 10 years, I was getting a new bow set up. I got a new Matthews, and I was putting the sight on and trying different stuff, and I found an HHA. Didn't know anybody at the company, didn't have anything. I just bought one, put it on, and I loved it. I thought, why on earth does everybody not shoot one of these? This is genius, because as a bow hunter, I really believe that the confidence is huge. You know, And I love being able to dial it exactly in only have one pin, never worry about, you know, Oh, well, where do I put it between two? It just simplifies it for any bow hunter, in my opinion. Right. So I started doing it and I just loved it. And I started uh, going around and I switched bows and I bought another one. And then I was bragging to my family about how good it was and I ended up buying each one of my family I think I gave them as Christmas presents um, because I thought they were so wonderful. And I actually ended up contacting them and just Basically telling them how much I love it, and I've been shooting it ever since. And um, I just, I really do love the single pin. I would not ever, probably ever, switch back to multiple pins. Um, it's just something I've become used to, and it's something that I've really pushed and and just want people to try it because I think if people try it, they're going to love it.
2: Yeah, we uh, I, we agree for sure. A couple of uh, a couple weeks ago, we had uh, Scott from uh, from HHA on to. To just talk mm-hmm. to us about, you know, uh, um, all this stuff that they got going on. And, dude, he got probably ten minutes into just talking about just the company. He didn't even get into the site yet.
0: Like, no product mm-hmm. details at all at this point. And
2: he's just talking about the company, how they run it out of the house. Um, they built on there. And it's still the same people running it. And I was like, um, I'm I'm sold.
3: That sold all of us right mm-hmm. away.
2: All yeah. of us are, are going to be, like, I promise, we'll all be be shooting HHA just because the way that they run that company is so fantastic and then to it's add on honest. top of that it's honest to add on top of that the product that they put out and the warranty mm-hmm. Yes. so you know we we automatically got sold and you know it's just something that that we feel as uh as as working dudes um you know cuz we're all back to work now yeah kind of mm-hmm. uh <laughs> We, for the for the money that you're gonna spend, the quality that you're gonna get, and the product you're gonna get, there's just nothing there. There's there, there's nothing better in our eyes. Uh, you know, and you'll never
3: need another site in your life. Yeah, you never you, will. Think about it. That's true. I
2: mean, we just can't talk highly enough about uh, about those guys and just how they run that operation.
1: Yeah, and they've been great to work with. I mean, I've known them for years. Um, I went out, we did a a baseball game, and I got to meet a bunch of their engineers and different people at the company. And just, you know, I like being with small family-run operations who really believe in what they do and who will go the extra mile to make sure people are happy. You know, that's when you know you've got a great product, when you stand behind it, and you don't need to worry about it because people are going to love it. But in case someone doesn't, they're always there. Um, It's super durable. If it wasn't, I wouldn't be able to have it on my boat because I am not necessarily always great with gear and have have a tendency to put stuff really through a a rough season. But um, for years and years, everything's held up, and I couldn't be happier with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, they really got something going on. I don't know how long. I mean, they've been around for a long time. Like the Optimizer has been something that's kind of just been engineered over time and been developed into this overall package of the perfect site. And mm-hmm. and I mean all of their sites really and and I mean how you mentioned earlier two weeks straight in the rain in Alaska obviously there's an H H A on your bow that yep you know that's <laughs> that says a lot there I mean Alaska is a lot different than Illinois so if you can take a site to Alaska <laughs> and beat it up and you know it,
2: oh oh believe me I've watched Alaskan state troopers I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you, yeah you're, you're better work up there uh, yeah
0: leave it to steve to
2: make a a good comment <laughs> well hey you know i got i gotta I got, I got tune in the funnies every once in a while right
0: <laughs> so melissa where can people find you online on tv just kind of tell them where, where you're at
1: yep every sunday on sportsman's channel you can catch winchester deadly passion it's 10:30 central time Um, You can also go to melissabachman.com. I put all my past episodes on there, so if people don't have sportsmen, they can see it. And actually, there's going to be some pretty cool new apps and stuff coming out with ways that people can watch it starting actually tomorrow. Um, So go to melissabachman.com. You can find out a lot about it there. And uh, I just look forward to uh, hopefully seeing a bunch of viewers' footage. If anyone's got kids' footage, 18 or younger, um, go to memorychase.com and submit that footage. They win a new mission bow and $1,500 worth of other gear if they're picked. Plus, their kids get to be on TV, so kind of a win-win.
0: Definitely awesome. And your jewelry line.
1: Yes, I also have a jewelry line made out of spent ammunition. Um, if you go to Sure Shot Jewelry, um, you can see it there, or there's also a link to it from my page. Um, but some really cool stuff, both for guys and girls. Um there's keychains, there's flasks, there's money clips, and then there's tons of different jewelry for girls. But I like that too because it's a good way to show people you're a hunter and an outdoorsman when you're maybe even dressed up, going out for whatever you want to do.
0: Definitely. Absolutely. And uh, you had me at Flask. Yes. We saw
2: that <laughs> we saw that flask earlier and that looks like a perfect coat pocket flask.
1: <laughs> yes, it, it's a very nicely designed one with a sweet little spent casing on it too. So
2: Yeah, that's there you go. That's super cool. So, yeah, um guys go check that out. Um you know, Melissa's working hard to to pr- put out great products for you and she's working hard for the kids. So, uh might as well go spend some money in in her store and watch her show, you know, help her help her keep it going. Definitely.
1: Well, thank you guys so much. I sure appreciate you guys having me and it's always a lot of fun with you guys. So, yeah. <laughs> it makes it very exciting. <laughs> well,
0: we're glad we didn't scare you off the first time. Right. I was like, uh, no. after, after the episode, it's going like,
1: to take a whole lot more than
0: that to me <laughs> off. Right, right. After the first episode, I'm like, Steve, good going on the sweaty back comment, man. Yeah, I'm sure she loved that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she was probably Well, I like... look forward to sweaty back 3.0 Whoa. coming
0: up. Oh, right? oh, here we go. We go. All right. things, yeah, things just got real.
2: Yep. <laughs> Yikes. Time for a three-peat.
0: Well, thank you so much for, <laughs> for being on the show yes, again. thank you guys. We always enjoy talking to you and thank you everyone for listening. Um I think we got two more episodes this week. We're cranking them out like crazy. We got more episodes next week. Um uh, giveaways coming up from I mean, I'm not going to give it away yet from apparel yeah. to gear to whatever. You're else not you can...
2: going to give away the giveaway? Is that what I mean? That's, That's right. right. Exactly. It's a surprise.
0: So guys, workingclassbowhunter.com. Um you
3: guys want to add anything? Uh, uh thanks again, Melissa.
2: Uh, no, yeah, thanks. Thanks again, Melissa. Um, I love you, Kurt. How's that sound? No, thanks, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> that was from the heart. Thanks for blowing me off. Cool.
0: All right, guys, you know what to do. Go shoot your bow later.